You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 18 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week is extra, extra, extra special, three extras, because there are three really exciting things happening. First of all, this is our number 100th episode. So some of you have been with us since the very beginning. You have listened to close to 100 hours of me. Thank you. and us. Um, So 100 episodes is a huge milestone, and we're so um, just thankful for God giving us this platform and for all the doors He's opened through this, all the incredible guests we've gotten to interview. It just blows my mind when I think about all the fascinating people I've talked to over the past 100 episodes, and I'm just completely honored by it. So leading to our second extra, um, I am very excited to announce that we are taking a shift in the Collected Podcast. It'll still be every other week, still the same caliber of amazing guests, um, but we're shifting our tagline a little bit to hone in more on the direction that we feel that God is leading us in this next season of our podcast. And... Um, So without further ado, our new tagline is The Collected Podcast, collecting stories that remind us of who God is and who we are in Him. So it's essentially the same heart behind what we've been doing all along, but it just brings a focus more back to who God is and who we are because of who He is and the work that He does in and through us. And so we're just going to kind of see where that takes us, and we're really, really excited for that. The third and final special announcement is our guest for this 100th episode. As I was praying about who I wanted to invite, one name came to mind, and it is um, a woman who has had the biggest impact on my life um, of anyone I've ever known. She is a hero of the faith. She has just shaped who I am. And she is my mom, Chris Biondo. So welcome, Chris, to the show. Aw, thanks, sweetie. Yeah. Um, So to get started, I was wondering if you could share with us how you met Jesus? Because I know that is pivotal in your life, and it set the whole trajectory of my entire upbringing and my life because of the work that God started to do in you even before I existed. So I wondered if we could start there. Sure. First, if I can, thank you so much for having me on. What an honor it is to be on here with you, looking at your beautiful face, and um, just talking about Jesus. And also, since this is going to drop um, around the 4th of July, if if I could say a big thank you to um, our 
first responders who, um, you know, put their lives on the line every day and protect us and sacrifice and serve us, but also for every area of our military Mm -hmm. that they sacrifice so much. Um, And we really appreciate that sacrifice, not only for their families, with their families sacrifice so much and them so that um, we can be safe and protected. And also so we can do things like this Mm -hmm and enjoy our freedom. Um, And that really, that freedom, the most favorite freedom that I have is my freedom in Christ. And, um, you know, I grew up in a family that loved God and knew God. We went to church every week and um, we knew God, we knew Jesus died on the cross and, um, you know, that he rose three days later from the grave. But it wasn't until... I was in high school that um, I went to a movie, a Billy Graham movie called Time to Run. And in that movie, um, a young um, guy was running from everything and making all kinds of, um, you know, wild mistakes and everything like that. And he came to the end of himself kind of like and realized that um, there was a void. There was something that everything he was chasing after wasn't being filled. And um, so then he received Christ and he, um, he because he believed that Jesus died on the cross when he died on the cross, that was for him. And, um, and so we saw that in the movie and afterwards they had an opportunity for us to go up. And that's the first time I realized that Jesus died for me. And, Mm -hmm. um, and if I would, confess my sins and receive him, then I too would have that um, eternal life and freedom in him and um, and forgiveness of my sins. I mean, easy as ABC, you know, accepting him, believing he died on the cross for you and me, and then um, confessing our sins. Um, I just am so grateful for that time, that moment, um, because it changed my life. You know, I was chasing after things too that weren't filling the void because mm-hmm. God has made us with that God-sized void that only He can fill. Nothing yeah. else can fill it. And um, and then I just love that you know at that very instant we're adopted right into God's family. We become you know His daughters and sons, prince and princesses of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that spirit moves right in and begins to sanctify us and change us and transform us really for the rest of our life. And we have that eternal inheritance that we will be with God forever in eternity. When we leave this life, we go straight to be with him forever. And it's just, um, you know, my life has been, that has changed everything about my life. Um, Following Jesus, loving Jesus, and getting into his word and um, everything. The, the more I fall in love with Jesus, the better I become because I'm more of him and less of me. Yeah. And that makes me better in every area of, you know, of my life. Yes. Oh, I love hearing that testimony of yours. And you talk about, you know, in the video, they talked about this void and that, you know, you mentioned early on, you were trying to fill that void in your life in other ways. And when we accept Christ into our life, He immediately comes in. He immediately fills us. We're immediately free from sin and shame and oppression. Yet, we don't often feel that or 
maybe it's hard for us to sometimes embrace that right away and really walk in the freedom that is our inheritance, like you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people who have come to know the Lord, who want that freedom, who have accepted Him, but are like are trying to figure out how, like, but the void is still there. Like right, they, in, right. does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 So I think that the only way to fill the void is just like if you're getting to know a person, you know, um, a friend. You're going to want to spend time with them. You're going to want to understand who they are. You know, what is about it that draws you to them? Why do you want to get to know them? You know, you want to know what makes them happy, what makes them mad or sad, or, you know, what they like, what they don't like, you know, foods, everything. You go through the whole thing. What's the same way with God and Jesus? I mean, when we come to know him, you know, I understood that, yes, he can fill that void. And Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He rose from the grave. When he rose from the grave, he paid the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. And um, and so that takes away guilt. That takes away shame. Do I still sin? Yes, every day. We will all, we will sin until we are in glory with Jesus. You know, that's just that brokenness that still remains in us, mm-hmm. not the freedom from sin, but the not the freedom to not sin. Um, but we do have the power of the Holy Spirit to fight against that. But so what I would say is getting to know Jesus is spending time in his word, mm-hmm. getting to know his character. I have a couple of books that I really like about his character and just deep diving into that. So because when you know God's character, then you can experience it when you see it happening in your life, how he's being faithful or how he's providing or how he's um, working in you. Um, That forgiveness, that mercy, that grace, you start to see those and experience those characters and that builds your faith. Knowing his character and his attributes and getting into his word. The more time I spend in his word, the better person I am, the better wife, the better friend, the better mom, whatever it is, because people will start to see Jesus in me and not see me. Mm-hmm. And the character of God is unchangeable. It's perfect, righteous, holy, everything about him. And because I know he's a good, good father, I can trust him. Because I know he is faithful, I know he'll be faithful again. We can build our faith mm-hmm on what we learn and and the Holy Spirit will help us understand it, but then we need to, we're applying it to our life and our heart and it's transforming us. And we can always look back then and remember God was faithful then and he's a good father and a good God. So I know he won't leave me now. He'll be faithful again. And it helps us to surrender and release that fear or anxiety Um, depression, um, the unknown, even our suffering and hardship, you know, um, understanding who God is helps us through that kind of stuff and um, builds our faith and trust in him um, in in so many ways, Hmm. uh, in every way, really. And so I would encourage people to be in God's word, um, you know, just even reading a script, 10 verses, like, uh, read it one time, write down what you think or what you see about God, his character or yourself, 
and then read it again and what you understand and think. And then even a third time and just be thinking and thinking about that. And, and then what does this mean to me? Why does this matter? What difference does it make in my life? And it's so cool how God will just show you different things. And um, it's pretty exciting because God's word's alive. It's alive. So every time we go to it, the spirit will speak some truth into us and help us understand it. And if we're in that early season and we're like, I just don't get it, that's okay. You know, God knows we don't get it and the spirit will help us understand. The more we come and pursue God, the more he'll reveal to us and we'll understand and then we can live it. Yeah. And, you know, the more we understand, but then the more we realize the depth of his mysteries and we realize we'll never fully understand, you know, so it's this continual process of discovering new mysteries of the Lord, which is so exciting. It is so exciting. It's, there's always something to discover. Yeah. So lately, what would you say, you know, you've mentioned lots of different characteristics and attributes of the Lord. Is there any one or two in particular that you feel like he's really teaching you about right now? You know, I love the sovereignty of God that, um, you know, he has his perfect plans, purposes, and timing in everything. Um, Sometimes, you know, I feel like he's not moving fast enough for me, you know, or things turn out different than I expected or had planned. But again, I go back to, I believe he's sovereign. I know he's sovereign. I've seen him do things like when we moved down to Florida, our house wasn't selling and people were like, oh, are you going to put it? Um, are you going to um, rent it? I'm like, no, I would never rent my house. And, you know, I want to get rid of it. And you, you know what? God provided a renter when it didn't sell. And it was the perfect timing and the perfect thing. And God always shows up like that in um, in providing and caring and encouraging. And so going to this, his sovereignty and trusting that his timing is perfect, his plans and his purposes, whatever he's doing, we don't always understand what he's doing um, in the this, in this season or what, what's going on, but we can always trust that he's going to bring good out of it for our good, even though it's hard and messy and confusing and even suffering and pain, he will bring good out of it. And he, you know, it's for his glory too. Yeah. And you've walked with the Lord for decades now. So I imagine you have so many stories of his faithfulness and provision, but is there any particular season in your life that stands out as a time when you were really struggling and maybe he came through in a surprising and unexpected way? Well, when we moved down here, actually, when we moved to Florida about three years ago, um, You know, I was all in. I knew this was what God had for us. I was super excited. It was a great opportunity for my husband and I and um, just, you know, trusting God in it and all in. I left a a ministry where I was, um, you know, a big part of a ministry and with women and just um, feeling like everything was going good, but open to what God had. So when we moved down here, though, it was a little, it was super hard. It was, um, you know, we had moved before another time, but, 
you know, the kids were with me. So, um, and of course my husband, but the kids were there. So I got to know people through their friends and their parents and through activities and all that kind of stuff. So, and through church. So I always had like a community kind of right away, you know, our neighbors and everything. But when I moved down here, my husband was working a lot and I just was so lonely. I didn't have any people. I didn't have a community. And, um, you know, I, it was it was a struggle for me, um, but God, in His faithfulness, wrote a new song in me, and He taught me so much during that time that He is all sufficient. Mm. You know, no matter where He takes us, He's not going to leave us. He's going to be there with us, and He's going to write a new song. And He's taught me so much um, the importance of community. And, um, but also the importance of um, continuing to focus on him and be grateful for the things and look for the things that he is sending. In hard times, we all oftentimes get caught up in what's happening to us and what, how, how hard it is and how could, you know, I was looking forward to this, but how could it be so hard, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I can usually just you know, take it, you know, but it was harder than I thought and lonelier than I thought. Um, but when I started, um, well, and then my neighbor had invited me to um, a weekend conference, little like a retreat thing. And that's where I had heard some people talk about their story and that um, that they had hard parts in it. And I realized that even though I have a, a blessed life, I'm so thankful for everything in my life. I have a I'm very thankful for for all the blessings of God and just the sweetness of everything I experience. Um, However, there are things in our lives because we live in a broken world and we're broken people that, you know, it's hard and we don't understand it. And it's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to to not understand it. It's okay to um, have feelings and emotions that you don't understand and you don't know why but um it's okay to talk about them and we don't we're not perfect you know and yeah. when we take the time to process them and work through them we get to the other side and you know it's okay too to get counseling and to get other help that you mm-hmm. um if you're in a season where you're just kind of you know feeling lonely or whatever's going on, depression or anxiety, you know, it's good to have another, you know, voice in your life too. Um, But then after that, and I realized that it's okay to feel these things and everything like that, then I started to um, be grateful and look for how God was um, was was providing for me. You know, He provided a neighbor and a f- good friend. He provided a ministry for me. He provided then He provided a small group of um, people um, that we could run with and you know be with and you know uh, ministry opportunities at the church. And it just takes time. So I feel like if you're in a hard season and you don't understand and it's confusing and it's lonely or heartbreaking or whatever. Um, God is faithful. He's sovereign and kind of just lean into him and look for what good things he is sending your way and um, be encouraged in that. Um, And we can trust him with everything. Um, So. Yeah. And I had a situation a few years back where, 
I had to acknowledge that I was disappointed Mm -hmm. in an outcome, like in the end of a relationship. And you and I are similar in a lot of ways. (laughs) I am definitely your daughter and we're both eternal optimists. And so for so, for so long in my life, I, I believe that like if I admitted disappointment, then it would in some way be discounting God's goodness. Like Mm -hmm. if I admitted that I was disappointed in something, then maybe I wasn't believing that God was sovereign or something Mm -hmm. like that. But Mm -hmm. kind of coming to the realization that my disappointment does not discount God's goodness. Right. Um, Which is something hard to reconcile for, Mm -hmm. for us optimists. Yes, yes, I know. Because I was like, well, how can I be feeling this when God is so good? And I, yeah. you know, I never doubted God, mm-hmm. like you're saying. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, and I think sometimes he needs us to admit the truth of our feelings to him mm-hmm. so that we can see him show up in new ways and we can yeah. see him continue to be good and gracious and merciful even in those things. You know, mm-hmm. I think if we're trying to just focus on how blessed we are all the time, which is true, which is great. Yeah. yeah. I think it kind of cuts off maybe some of the deeper places God's trying to take us to with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to move us kind of a different direction. Okay. Um, I, not really, I guess, because you've, you've mentioned loneliness uh-huh. and, you know, you have been married to the most wonderful man in a wonderful relationship for all these years. You have kids, you know, and yet you still struggled with loneliness. Yeah. And for me, you know, in my 20s, still being single, I had the most amazing family, the most amazing friends, and yet... I was still so lonely sometimes. And so I think that shows us that, you know, no matter where we're at in life, it's easy to see what someone else has and think, once I get that, Mm -hmm. then this loneliness will go away. Um, And yet sometimes that, you know, that's not true. It's not about what you get or when you're in a new season that some of our deep-rooted issues will be fixed. So I don't know what my question is, but can you talk about loneliness and just kind of like walking with the Lord in unexpected seasons? You know, that's the thing again. If we're trying to fill our heart and our life and our mind and our soul with, with things that they're good things, but we don't have enough of Jesus in there to balance us out. Um, then it's always going to be a little, a little crazy. Um, with um, my answer, always is more of Jesus, more of Jesus, more of Jesus. You know, um, spending more time with Him, being rooted in His Word, and going deeper with Him. Um, you know, we crave human interaction, you know, and being accepted and um, loved. And we have relationships that do that. But um, going back to um, God as our first love and, um, you know, that deeper going deeper with him, it's, it's crazy how it just makes other things 
get off center stage. You know, if I'm, um, when I'm deep with the Lord and spending a lot of time in his word and digging deeper and um, applying what he's teaching me, then the daily or worldly distractions aren't pulling me so much, yeah. you know, and I'm not trying to, um, to run after them as much because I'm more grounded in God and in his word. And um, yeah. So in his character. (laughs) So with, with loneliness too, I think um, the deeper in love we get with God, we can, um, we find that peace and that strength because he loves everything about us and delights in, you know, everything we are. He, we're the apple of his eye, but also we're just so, so precious to him. We can't even wrap our minds around it. And when we just get a little taste of it, it just, it takes us our breath away, really. You know, we're just, wow. We, yeah. <laughs> so that would, is it. I, I knew we needed to circle back to loneliness and I didn't know why. And I didn't really have a question, obviously, <laughs> but that exactly what you said Somebody needed to hear that. Like, if that's you out you out there, you are the apple of God's eye, and He's taken with you, and He's mm-hmm. so crazy about you. Yeah. And I knew we needed to circle back to loneliness, and I just hope somebody hears that truth and that it sinks in today in a new way, because it's tr- it is true, and it it's revolutionary. Yeah. It is. It is. Well, and. Just that goes to our true identity in Christ. Oh, I, okay. Can I show you my two girls? Because this, I think, speaks volumes. It's, you know. So if you're not watching the video, we do have the videos posted on YouTube. Um, But my mom's holding up a sign and it says, sometimes on dark days, I think nobody cares and nobody's coming. Then I remember who sends thoughts like that. And I straighten my crown. And it's a little girl. It's a picture of a her. little girl. She's she's so sweet. Crown. But, you know, not to believe Satan's lies. Not to, you know, to, to think always the truth about God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave, he took our shame. He took our guilt. He took all those lies. And so we don't want to fill our heads with those lies. We want to know the truth and fill our head and heart with the truth of God's word so that we will be free from that. And when we go back to those lies and start believing them, we will not be chained or bound by them, but we will be free to believe the truth about God and about ourselves. Mm. And then the other one I have, I'm sorry, is this really? Um, This is a warrior princess. She's the warrior princess. And she says, you can read it. Be uh, be the kind of woman that when your feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh no, she's up. And this is our warrior princess. That's who we are. We are princesses of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on a mission. And we have all the tools through the spirit, the power of the resurrection, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the power we have at our disposal. And we have all our tools, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, all those tools and to fight the evil one. But we have to fill our mind and heart with the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it will just be there for us when we need it. It'll be there for us. And Um, for our male listeners, you are the warrior princes too. 
prince warrior. We have a few yeah. men out there. And you are the prince that can adjust your crown yeah. because I'm sure no matter who we are, we have we let allow those lies of Satan to creep in and we start. And two, the more we believe them, the more they're in there and we leave them in there and we just push them aside and not deal with them, then they become our reality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like to all of a sudden, that's the truth that and the colored glasses that we look out at life and the world at. And that's not the truth. So our foundation needs to be the truth of God's word. Amen. So good. Preach it, mama. Um, okay. So this is not something I discussed with you beforehand, but we're going to go with it. So you are the encourager. You have the gift of encouragement, like no one I've ever met before. And it's been the biggest gift to me and your family that like I got to be raised with your constant encouragement. <laughs> so I want to share that with our listeners. And I'm just going to throw out a few different kind of life scenarios. And I just want you to give us the word of encouragement that comes to mind for that person. It doesn't have to be long. It could be. Um, but we have a lot, you know, listeners in a whole variety of seasons of life. Um, and you have been through most of those seasons. Um, so just a little encouragement game. Uh, so the first one, who would, what would you say to the mom struggling with young kids? Aww. I would say, it's a precious time. Even though those little ones are like all over the place. I remember back when my kids were little and, you know, I just embraced it. If they were going to take a nap, I would take a nap if I needed a nap. Um, I made it fun. I would um, just take them and they would bring the neighbor kids and we'd go to the zoo. I would, you know, encourage you to um, set aside if you can, some of the daily tasks, you know, when we have little ones, we, if they're down for a nap, you have 10 things you feel like you got to do. You got to get this stuff done, you know, whether it's clean the toilet or whatever, you know. Um, but if you can focus on spending some time with Jesus during that time, that will really help give you the peace and the joy and the strength. And those little ones, they they grow fast. People always say that to you and you're like, yeah, but seems like it's slow now. But, you know, just letting go and surrendering some of it um, for and enjoying. It really is. They really are precious moments and they do go fast and um, just embracing it um, as a season that will pass. Yeah. Yeah. But loving on them, singing, make it fun, make life fun and laugh and, um, you know, chase them around and, you know, just enjoy, try to enjoy and set aside whatever is um, you feel like you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And these little precious ones are there for you just to love and enjoy. And I know you'll be able to do it because God will help you and you. And then I think you'll think, This is fun. These are precious and just loving and snuggling them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, The single man or woman, like longing to be married. Okay. Okay. Um, 
when I was in my 20s, you know, I was with my boyfriend on and off. He kept breaking up with me, breaking up with me. And then finally, um, one time we broke up. And of course, it's my husband. <laughs> but <laughs> spoiler alert, God <laughs> let me have him. But I had, during that time, it was really um, a turning point in my faith and foundational for my faith because I realized, well, am I like putting my whole life into this person? And, you know, and am I putting them above God? And so during that time, I really, um, God really showed me who he was and taught me um, that he is faithful and that he is all sufficient and he is all I need. And so then I started, I, and I believed that. And so I believed that, um, if God didn't have that person for me, he had someone better. So I would encourage the single person that God is preparing someone wonderful for you and it's worth the wait. And when that person comes along, you'll be like, wow, God, I didn't know it could be this good. Um, yeah. And just, and we don't know how long that will take. We don't know, you know, whatever God has, that's why getting into his character, understanding his sovereignty and his love and his mercy and his grace and um, his holiness, he can be our love, you know, our full love um, in those times because we don't really know what he has planned for us, yeah. um, you know, but have hope and be encouraged yeah. that you are deeply loved by God. And you're not waiting for your life to start. Like exactly. God's yeah. using you right now. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to wait for anything. Yeah. Seize the day. Seize the day. Okay. Next one. The mom or dad whose kids are growing up and starting to leave and they are now wrestling with what do you, how do you let them go? How do you let them move to another country? How, who, how do you figure out who you are without them? Oh, okay. So first, it's all about surrender, you know, mm. opening your hands and saying, Lord, they're yours. You gave them to me. See, go back to the early mom days. You gave them to us for such a short time. And it does seem to go fast. Um, it's learning again that the sovereignty of God is perfect plan timing and purpose but also um, be encouraged that he can take better care of them than you can I mean it's hard when that first one goes off to college because the dynamics of your family change mm -hmm. and um, you think oh they you know and even when they're in high school you know they're going to come home at night you know but then in college they're they're gone for a while. So be encouraged that God's got them and this is a new season and be excited for them. And you know, you've poured it all into them. We're always mamas and we're always going to be praying for our kids, no matter what age they are. We're always going to be um, loving them and encouraging them. Um, but it's a different season. And now it's time for them to launch mm -hmm. and to um, go out and You'll be so proud of them, everything they do. Yeah. So it's good. And <laughs> it is good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling yourself that it's good. It's yeah, okay. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Um, okay. This one is a little tougher. Um, but the person who's caring for an elderly parent mm -hmm. and or maybe the loss of a parent. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. It's hard sometimes because our parents have changed and they're not able to do the things that they could. And um, we took care of my mom for a while after my dad passed away, um, went, went to glory. But um, it's, if you can step back and even if it's really hard to see them in that way or to feel like you're giving up things or um, whatever your, your thoughts are about it. If you can, again, surrender it to God and um, look at it instead of I have to as I get to. I mean, we lived in Kentucky and then we never thought we'd be able to go back to Grand Rapids. God brought us back to Grand Rapids. And to this day, I'm thankful that he brought us back for that season when my parents were in need of us and for us to be with them and care for them and um, not around the clock or anything, but, you know, be very involved, more involved in their lives. But it was a precious thing. Um, and if if we can Turn it to looking to I get to, and it's a privilege. And also, everything goes back to prayer in any of these situations. You know, in this situation, pray about your attitude. Pray God will give you a renewed love for that person and a desire to serve. And if they're being cranky, then you do it for the Lord as unto the Lord for an audience of one. In any of these situations, we can find the power and the strength to do and to be who God has created us to be. Um, and have victory in it and actually joy in it if we allow God to um, use us. And if we surrender, you know, and sometimes it might be, you know, daily or by the hour, Lord, I, this is hard. I don't want to do this. And you find such joy and peace in um, being obedient. Yeah, that's good. Um so those were the four that I had kind of thought of. There's a million other things you've been through in your life, a million other life seasons that people are going through right now. Is there anyone that comes to your mind that I missed that you'd like to touch on? Uh, and if not right now, that's okay. Okay. Because what I'm seeing, you know, in these four scenarios we talked about, the common thread is that no matter what season you're in in life, it requires surrender. It, it requires continually pressing into the Lord mm -hmm. and recognizing the preciousness in each different season. Mm -hmm. Each season has value. And in each different season, we can be who God created us to be, mm -hmm. regardless of what we perceive as lacking or of our unmet longings or the suffering that we're walking through. God is in all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you look back, you'd never want to miss one of those seasons, even the hard ones. You know, you've heard people who have suffered immensely and they say, um, I never would choose it. I never would want to go back there, but I'm thankful that I went through that because now I know this about God or now yeah. I'm different in this area. You know, so each season, um, no matter what it has, prepares us for what's next. And that's with the yes, too. You know, when we say yes to God um, and walk in that and choose to step into that, then he has other things for us and that all the seasons prepare us for what he has next each season, you know, and um, 
just again, that obedience to the call, you know, do you, when you feel like you're supposed to do something, do you do it? You, if you don't, you miss out on what God had for you that day, you know, and sometimes it's inconvenient, but um, there's always the blessing of being obedient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are almost out of time. I, I mean, I could just talk to you for hours. I do talk to you for hours. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to have it recorded. Yeah. Um, so what did I miss? What is God laying on your heart for somebody out there? Um, or is there any other word you have for our listeners? Um, oh, I just love Jesus. I would say prayer is a huge thing, you know, and, oh, can I tell a quick little story? You know, in that season when I was having such a hard time moving here and everything, one of the things God did, I was on the beach because we live close to the beach. I went down for a walk on the beach and um, I saw these two little brothers. One was probably eight or 10 and the other one was like four or something. And the parents were walking behind. They're walking along the beach. And the one, um, the older brother looks to see if the parents are watching. And then, you know what he did? He gave him a shove and he falls down, starts crying. And of course, the other brother turned around. And he's walking like he didn't have anything to do with it. And the parents are like, oh, what happened and everything? And the parents console him and everything. And um and then a couple of days later, I was walking down the beach and I saw um, a dad with his little girl. She was probably like three or four. And he was doing the little thing where he's running, fake running, you know, like really slow and letting her catch up. And then when she would catch up to him, he would laugh and laugh and they would do it again. And then he would pick her up and he'd kiss her and twirl her around. And it was just precious, you know, to watch and how much fun they were having. You could see that he just delighted in her. He loved her so much and adored her and loved playing with her and just doing everything. So then that makes me think about how do you see God? Do you see him as the brother who is pushing you down and running away and trying to make your life miserable and trying to mess everything up? Or can you start to see him as the father, the good, good father who loves you so much, who's willing to carry you along on your on his back, hold you close on his lap, laugh with you, cry with you, you know, pick you up and twirl you around that deep, deep love that the father has. He's a good, good father. And that Jesus is, you know, the good shepherd. He leads, provides, protects and guides. And we have that in the Holy Spirit. So I would just, you know, challenge people that um, all the listeners that um, from Hebrews 11, one now faith is a confidence. It's the reality and what we hope for and the assurance. The assurance is the proof or the evidence of what we do not see. And then in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 talks about eyes have not seen nor ears have not heard what God has prepared for us. He has works that he prepared before we were even born, before we were even thought of by our parents, that works that he has prepared for us to do. And I feel like when we embrace those works, no matter if they're the works we want to want do or not, but if we do what he's calling us to do and do it for him, I mean, 
the blessings are just off the charts in, you know, yeah. in, in all areas. I mean, it's not all about money or things, but it's about spiritual blessings and the fruit of the spirit and, you know, knowing who you are in Christ and being able to live that out and just with the joy of the Lord. But mm. God has good things for you guys. And I don't want you to miss a thing of it. So, you know, if you can lean into him and really let's just use this one precious life we have to make a difference, to push back the darkness and to shine bright. That's what I tell my kids, shine bright for Jesus. You know, to shine though in this dark world, people need to um, have your smile and your kind words um, made, means a lot to them. Um, yeah. And so just live for him and for his glory. That's it. To God be the glory. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love you. Thank you for having me. I love you too. Thank you for being on. And I'm actually going to dive right into our outro. Normally oh. I'd let the guests go, but I'm just going to kind of wrap things up with you on because the thing I want to share I just thought of it. Um, when you were telling the stories, you know, about the two different scenarios on the beach and the two different views of God, I sensed a third view people have of God from that story with the two brothers. And the one brother looks back to see if his parents are watching before he pushes the brother. Uh I think there's another view of God of like this watchdog waiting to catch us in our sin and punish us. So it's like, he ruins all our fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that couldn't be further from the truth either because a life of obedience to God, yes, there will be some sacrifices and you won't always do the things that the crowd may be doing, but it's so much more abundant and so much more free um, than we could ever imagine. And he's not trying to ruin our fun. He's trying to give us this life of adventure that we couldn't have imagined on our own yeah well and he's he wants to give us the abundant life which is more than we can ever imagine exactly he wants good only good for us yeah so i think this is the perfect inaugural episode for our new tagline of collecting stories that remind us of who God is and who we are in Him, because that was the entire theme of this episode, and it has just been an honor to have you on, and we will be back in two weeks. I hope you all surrender and be available. I love you. Thank you so much. It's been a privilege. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org donate. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as a dollar a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, giveaways, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes and Jess at Spreza Foundry. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.